Hi there, this is Adam Fisher, your host of Sworn Statement. Before we get started today, we here at the Collier County Sheriff's Office want to thank everyone for tuning in to this revamped and revitalized version of our podcast. It truly means a lot to us and it allows us to share many of the great things we're working on here at the Sheriff's Office. I also want to share a quick update on the show moving forward. This episode on crime prevention will be our final episode of the season. Sworn Statement is taking a summer break while we work on producing a fresh batch of brand new episodes for our fall season. Stay tuned to our social media platforms for announcements about when these shows will drop. For now, here's my conversation with Corporal Sherry Rigo about crime prevention and protecting yourself from becoming a victim. Hello, everybody. Welcome back into the Sworn Statement Podcast, a podcast of the Collier County Sheriff's Office under the direction of Sheriff Kevin Rambosk. And as you know, as loyal listeners of this show, we say it every episode, the mission set forth by Sheriff Rambosk is to protect the lives, property, and constitutional guarantees of all persons. And a major asset in helping the Sheriff's Office accomplish that mission is our Crime Prevention Bureau. We want to prevent crimes before they happen rather than addressing them after the fact. With us today to talk about that, to explain what crime prevention is, how you can prevent crimes yourself, and just tell us all about what they do in the Crime Prevention Bureau. We're talking with Corporal Sherry Rigo, who is in our Crime Prevention Bureau. Corporal Rigo, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. That's excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a very interesting topic. We're going to have some very good tips for everyone listening on, on what they can do, how they can stay safe and help us prevent those crimes But first off, before we get into your background, if you could please give us just an overall view. What does the Sheriff's Office Crime Prevention Bureau do? The Crime Prevention Bureau goes out and tries to educate the public on topics that are of concern, such one being hide your your items in your car, lock your door, secure your valuables, take everything out of uh, plain sight. Um, Other things are, you know, being safe out in the streets out in the community. Don't don't go out alone. So your, your job is to educate, you said, right? Tell us how you do that. How are you guys getting this word out to the people? So we do a lot of guest speaking. We go into HOAs. We talk to different businesses, uh, commercial and residential. We go to, into schools. We get out in the community. We talk to uh, construction sites. We talk about lighting. We talk about landscape, uh, locks, several different things that can help the community better protect themselves from crimes happening. So that's interesting, just how many different facets of the community you're involved with, anywhere from commercial construction to, you know, HOAs to to schools. Um, Do you like that part of the job, just being able to kind of interact with a little bit of everyone here in Collier County? I love that part of the job. I love interacting with all different ages within the community. It's a wonderful position to be in with the Collier County Sheriff's Office. Tell me, tell me about the uh, Bureau itself. Um, why do you think it's important? Why is it important to educate the public like you were just talking about? Well, it's good to educate the public before the crime happens. Um, it's good for us to get out there, let them know what we're seeing out in the community to help them protect themselves from a crime happening. It's also important to our road patrol deputies to help alleviate them from having to respond to calls. Um, hopefully by us being out there, we're preventing a lot of crimes that we don't even know would have happened had we not been out there and gotten the word out. 
And you guys are the people that when we have like a uh, a fair, the Carter County Fair, we'll have a booth out there. We'll have like a career, maybe not a career fair, but a lot of these public events. I've seen you guys out at the at the zoo, right? You're a lot of uh, the public facing part of the agency. You're the people out there, you know, at these events. We may see you out there, right? Yes, absolutely. You you see a lot of our faces out there. A lot of people come up and get to know us. Um, it's a wonderful time to get out. Um, it's wonderful for us to let the children when they're young, get to see us on a good level, um, feel confident and understand that they can come and talk to a police officer. And we have a little bit more time that we can engage the community where other areas of the agency don't have that time. They're, you know, going to call after call. So with our division, the Crime Prevention Bureau, we're able to take time and sit with people and questions that they have and concerns that they have out in the community. That's excellent. Tell us about yourself, if you don't mind. When, when did you join the agency, and then what all have you done for us? I started with the agency in 2005. I started in the jail as a corrections officer. I then transferred out and went to road patrol out in Immokalee. Then I transferred into the estates, um, where I worked as a community-oriented police, as well as a um, misdemeanor investigator. And then I transferred into the Crime Prevention Bureau. With crime prevention, I've been about four and a half years, I believe, in the Bureau. Okay. Tell us about it. What have you enjoyed about it? Obviously, something drew you to it and you enjoy what you do. Just why is that? What do you enjoy about it? I love to get out and speak to people. I know what the position working in the Crime Prevention Bureau does, helping alleviate the road patrol deputies and to give them a chance to go to other calls where what we're doing is really preventing crime. We go with a lot of people that are pre-construction and we'll sit down with them when they're doing their blueprints and talk to them about the lighting, the landscape, the design of the building to prevent crimes from happening in the future. So it's a really wonderful opportunity to get out into the community, get to know the community, the community's concerns, and be able to bring them back to the sheriff's office Yeah, it's such a valuable service. Like you said, you're going everywhere and and talking to everyone and connecting the sheriff's office to the public and the public to the sheriff's office. Um, So let's get into it. Uh, Crime prevention itself. Um, What do you think from what you've seen in in your years in the role, if you were to give someone, hey, a number one tip, you're out there on the street and say, the best way to avoid this crime, what do you think it is? What's the most important thing people can do to uh, prevent being a victim, being a, a victim of crime? Number one thing is know your surroundings. Um, The easiest thing to prevent a lot of the crimes that we have is to lock your doors. Lock your car when you're pumping gas. Try and pump during the daytime as well as lock your doors when you're pumping gas so somebody doesn't, you're not distracted and somebody tries to take your purse off their seat or something like that. You want to be aware of your surroundings. Know what's going on. Put your phone down and really watch what's going on around you. But locking your doors is is a huge benefit. People will just come and just pull on your door handles. If it's mm-hmm. unlocked, they're going to get in your car and try and take whatever value they can. Yeah, I know that's been a big push of the sheriff's office. You know, lock your doors, hide your valuables, take the keys with you. That's very important. Yes. Um, do you think most of the car thefts or car burglaries we see, is it because the doors are unlocked? Yes. A lot of unlocked cars. And now with the new key fobs, a lot of people just leave them in their cup holder. Yep. And... They come out and their car's gone. (laughs) So it's a crime of opportunity. Um, By locking that door, it really deters. Um, We see more so the unlocked vehicles that uh, it's just easy access. Crime of opportunity. Even in your driveway, you should be locking your doors, putting it in the garage if you can, and taking your key fobs inside with you. 
Is it similar? I don't know how much experience you have with the home burglaries or, um, you know, dwellings. Uh, is it the same way? Is it a lot of unlocked uh, buildings that are the ones being uh, victimized? It is. Yeah. A lot of people forget lock your sliders. I yeah. keep my doors locked when I'm at home. Yep. Um, I don't open the door unless I look and see who's out there. You know, you can have somebody just knocking on your door. There's, you always want to make sure who it is before you open the door and keep your doors locked. Absolutely. How about you mentioned just, uh, being aware of your surroundings in general, um, safety on the street. I know that's something that we've pushed. Uh, we've seen some crimes in the past where late at night or someone's walking in a dark area, uh, things that could be maybe prevented. How can we help prevent that? If I'm out there, how can I kind of keep myself safe by staying aware? You have to know your surroundings. There's always safety in numbers. And you don't really ever want to go out alone. If you're out shopping, when you pull into maybe the mall, Check for where the lights are outside. Um, park near a light. Park near where security cameras can see you. You want to know your surroundings. Don't carry a large amount of cash on you. And if you do carry cash, carry smaller amounts in multiple different pockets. Um, if you are a female and you're wearing a purse, maybe have a cross-draw purse or hold it in your hands away that if somebody tries to grab it, they won't be able to get it out of your hands. You want to stay in well-lit areas. If it's dark out and you're not comfortable, always go back into the store that you came out of and ask them to be walked out. Usually there's going to be somebody, a manager or somebody that will be able to walk you out to your car. Have your cell phone near, be able to call 911 on it. You mentioned uh, ladies' purses or anyone's kind of bag they keep on them. I know a while back we, we did something about distraction thefts. We've seen that a little bit where someone will try and distract you in the store at a gas pump or something like that. I mean, have you seen that? And how can we kind of be uh, avoid those kind of thefts? When someone walks up to you on the street, pulls your attention away, someone sneaks in from behind, grabs your purse, your wallet, something like that. What, what do we need to do to kind of help prevent that? Always be alert um, when you're walking. I try and tell people, have your keys in your hand ready as you're walking out. You know, if you keep your cell phone on you, that's fine, but don't be looking down at it. Know your surroundings. If you're pumping gas, lock the doors. That way, if somebody does try to distract you, they can't get into your car or sneak into your car while you're pumping gas and you don't realize it. Always know your surroundings. If somebody puts something on your window, don't pull it off your window right away. Pull away and maybe pull mm -hmm. over down the way and look to see what it is. So sometimes somebody might put something on your window. It could just look like a piece of paper or a note that maybe I hit your car or something. Uh, a lot of times, just get in your car, lock the doors, and move forward. If somebody tries to stop you, continue to go forward. If you're uncomfortable in that situation, call the non-emergency number, or if you feel very uncomfortable, you feel threatened, call 911. A lot of those times people are doing that to get in an attempt to distract you yep. while somebody else tries to get inside the car. So it's always best to keep get in your car, secure yourself safely inside the car by locking the doors, and then driving away, and then take a look at what whatever was placed on your door. And I like what you said uh, earlier about even when you're at the gas pump, lock your doors. Because we've seen thefts where people will be right next to the car, but their attention will not be on the car. Someone will be pointing at their back bumper, at their tires, and someone can sneak right in and, and grab that purse out. So always lock your doors, even if you're right next to it. 
I want to move on to another thing we've been hitting recently um, is scams and fraud. And there's a couple different types. We can hit them all. You know, we here at, in the Media Relations Bureau, we've put out videos about romance scams, people being scammed online um, through dating apps or whatever, even just any kind of regular texting. You know, people text you and try to get information. Is there any kind of tips you can give, um, advice for people just to avoid any kind of fraud like that, any kind of online fraud, which we're seeing? Yeah, we are seeing a lot of online fraud. Um, with that, trust but verify. Always verify where this information is coming from. If somebody calls you, you may be getting some calls that says it's, you know, someone you love is in jail or they need money right away. And a lot of times now they do sound like your loved one. Call that loved one and verify that that's actually them. A lot of times you'll find that people are calling and once they call and verify, it was a scam. Mm -hmm. And if they're asking you to buy gift cards or send them money, always be very skeptical of these things. Most of them are all going to be scams. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that most no reputable business is going to ask you to buy gift cards for them, right? Like if anyone's asking gift cards, that's a huge red flag. Is that correct? That's a big red flag. Yes. Nobody should be asking you to buy gift cards. And if you are getting somebody that is calling you, there there are agencies that you can reach out to being like the ftc.gov slash scams. And you can sign up for free scam alerts with them. But always verify. If you, if you have something that seems suspicious, call the non-emergency number before get, sending your information or giving money or buying gift cards. Always verify. Absolutely. I do want to ask you, you kind of touched on it at the top. It's something we've written about, something that's kind of a big deal that you guys have won awards for, our Construction Site Watch Program, which is kind of a very unique, innovative uh, program where there's so much building going on in Cary County right now. That means a lot of open areas that a lot of time people leave tools and you know expensive lumber there overnight in the dark, and we've seen a, a rise in thefts. But what are we doing to kind of curb that, which you know protects the entire community? So yes, the Construction Watch program is an excellent program for the community. We can we get out into the public on construction sites to let them know about the program. And with that program, if they get a load of lumber, all they have to do is they can take a picture, they can text the the picture and what they have as far as supplies that have been delivered and the address of where they're going to be delivered. That lets law enforcement know that there's items on this property. If deputies are out doing normal patrol and they see vehicles driving down with a bunch of lumber or, you know, items from construction sites, they can pull that over and we can look through that list to see if they're possibly areas of that we need to contact. It's a wonderful program. It's free, right? It's a free program, yes. And all we ask that they do is take photos, record any serial numbers, if they maybe have appliances that are being delivered. We ask that they give us like their name, the company name, whoever the site manager may be, and a number that we can reach them in case we do have an incident that we would need to contact them. We ask for cross streets to where the sites of the material may be located and what type of materials and the approximate value of those materials are. If there's machinery that's going to be left, you know, they leave these um, big skid steers and bobcats and things like that. We ask that they take a picture of the machinery, 
make a list of the make and model number, any identifying logos or anything that may be on them in case one of our productive uh, road deputies sees something being pulled, a trailer pulling equipment down in the middle of the night. They can pull that over, look things up, and you know these sites may not even know a uh, crime has been committed yet. And I read a stat somewhere that, you know, in the United States, over a billion dollars a year is lost in construction site theft and equipment and, um, you know, materials. So it's a drain on the economy. So we're doing good things. And I will point out to to pat you guys on the back, it won the Florida Crime Prevention Association's new program of the year in 2022 or 2023. So congrats to you guys. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, I know that we've talked a lot about um, packages being taken either out of mailboxes, checks out of mailboxes. I know that kind of falls under fraud. And then also packages being taken off of porches. Is there anything that we can do or any advice that you can give to kind of prevent any of those? If you're getting a lot of packages delivered, you may want to look into getting some type of secured box that the delivery person can put that in and secure the box. Um, or have it delivered to your place of business where you work, right. that you'll be able to take it from there and not have packages on the porch. That is something that we do see. Um, it's a crime of opportunity. People drive by, they see packages on the porch, and it's they come up and just take them. I do want to ask you before we go, um, you mentioned at the top uh, about going into schools and visiting with kids. Um, and we talked about how it's kind of good to get that face-to-face with a deputy, with a police officer. Is that the main reason for that? Are you guys talking to the kids about crime prevention? What do you guys do with them? So we talk to the kids about all different areas. Um, yes, we we talk to them about stranger danger. We talk to them about bike safety. We talk to them um, about bullying. So we're very blessed that we have an amazing youth relations deputies that work within each school, but they we're also very blessed that crime prevention is able to come in and speak with the kids as well and build that rapport where they can see our faces and um, understand that police aren't always out there to arrest people, right. that we're good people. And we want the kids to learn young that to trust deputies and to come to us if there's a problem and they need help. Yeah, I think that's, you know, I said it before, one of the best things about this agency is that connection with the community, how we reach out to them from kids from kindergartners to the uh, you know retirees and the HOAs and the condos. Mm-hmm. So we're doing great things, crime prevention doing great things. Uh Corporal Rigo, anything else you want to add before we before we close? I don't think so. Thank you so much for having me today. No, thank you so much for coming. Thanks again to Corporal Sherry Rigo for sitting down with us. If you would like more information about our Crime Prevention Bureau, including more personal safety tips, visit our website at callyoursheriff.org. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Sworn Statement is taking a brief summer hiatus. We will return in the fall with a fresh batch of brand new episodes. This episode was written, produced, and hosted by me, Adam Fisher, with audio recording and editing by Brian Barcello. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the fall.